Welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Hello, welcome back to episode 51 of the Manx Theatre Podcast with me, Neil Callan. Thank you to everyone who's listened to our previous episodes. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome along and thanks for joining us. In this podcast, we like to try and keep you up to date with what's going on in theatre on the Isle of Man chatting to the cast and creators of upcoming shows to find out a little bit more about the shows and the people behind them and also what our Manx born and bred performers are doing further afield. Coming up on this week's podcast. I'm joined by two of the principal characters from the Douglas Coral Union's production of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Evita which opens this Friday the 9th of February. You can still listen to all of our previous episodes through the usual podcast outlets and at manxradio.com forward slash podcasts. Whilst you're there, make sure to give us a like and click subscribe or follow or whatever it is you need to do to make sure you never miss an episode. In the last episode, I gave you a rundown of all the currently known productions coming up this year. But I forgot to mention Stage Door Entertainment's production of Steel Magnolias at the Balcomine Studio Theatre from Thursday the 14th to Sunday the 17th of March. There are two performances on Saturday the 16th at 2pm and 7.30pm and a special 11am brunch performance on Sunday the 17th. What makes this especially awkward that I forgot to mention it is that my wife Emma is part of the cast and playing the role of Malin. The rest of the cast is made up of Christine Sutcliffe, Bryony Grant, Beth Thomas, Grania Jockin and Rachel Braidwood and is directed by Lisa Kreisky. I'm sure I'll have Lisa and some of the ladies on for a chat before the show. Right, so we've had a rundown of what's going on on Ireland. Let's see what our Manxies are up to off Ireland. First up, Samantha Barks returns to the role of Elsa in Frozen at the Theatre Royal Drury Lane this Friday, the 7th of February. It's also just been announced that Frozen will close its West End run on the 9th of September this year, after a three-year run. We'll keep an eye on what's happening with that, and keep an ear out for what Sam's up to next. Joe Locke's been keeping busy, and has just made his Broadway debut last week in the role of Tobias Rag in Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, at the Lundfontan Theatre, just off Times Square. He'll be joined on the 9th of February by Aaron Tviet and Sutton Foster in the lead roles of Sweeney Todd and Mrs Lovett. We also have a third series of Heartstopper to look forward to, and later this year Joe makes his MCU debut in Marvel's TV series Agatha, Dark Hole Diaries. And if that wasn't enough, Joe will soon be competing on Stand Up To Cancer's upcoming series of Celebrity Bake Off. Let's hope he ends up with a Hollywood handshake and not a soggy bottom. Matt Overfield, most recently seen on BBC One's Big Night of Musicals, dressed as Angela Merkel, is currently appearing in Mrs Doubtfire at the Shaftesbury Theatre. Matt is currently playing several ensemble roles and is cover for Daniel and Mrs Doubtfire, his brother Frank and Mr Jolly. Matt will be part of the cast until May when he moves on to be ensemble of Hello Dolly at the London Palladium for a short summer run from the 6th of July to the 14th of September. And that production will have Imelda Staunton in the title role. Perry O'Dee, who also appeared in BBC One's Big Night of Musicals, along with the cast of Guys and Dolls, which is currently running at the Bridge Theatre, where Perry is playing Angie the Ox, as well as a cover for Sky Masterson. Perry can also be seen in the new Wonka film. I've not seen it yet, so I'm not sure how prevalent it is, or if it just requires you to pause at the right moment. Perry can be seen in Guys and Dolls until the end of February, and then he's moving on to other things, and as soon as we find out, we'll let you know what that is. Someone who's not been on my radar until this week is Hannah Morrison, who studied acting at the Italian Conti Academy of Theatre Arts. Hannah is currently performing in Neil Simon's Plaza Suite at the Savoy Theatre until the 13th of April 2024, as understudy for the characters of Jean McCormack and Mimsy Hubley, alongside Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker in the lead roles. Now, 
He's not a Manxy, but he still has a Manx link in that he played Cosmo Brown in Taylorian's 29 production of Singing in the Rain. Josh Barnett is playing Blaine Tuttle in Cruel Intentions, the 90s musical, which has just opened at the Other Palace Theatre. It's based on the 90s movie of the same name, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar, Reese Witherspoon, Ryan Philippe and Selma Blair, and features a soundtrack of the greatest 90s pop classics, including Losing My Religion, Torn, The Sign, No Scrubs, Genie in a Bottle, I'll Make Love to You, Bye Bye Bye, Sometimes, and of course, Bittersweet Symphony. On the amateur side of things, Matt Ogden has had a busy year playing Lord Flashart in Blackadder Goes Forth in Marsden, North Huddersfield, and Jimmy Finn in School of Rock with Mosley Amateur Operatic Dramatic Society, for which he's received two no denominations for Best Leading Male Character and Best Male Character Comedy Performance. The Node Awards are this weekend, so he'll find out soon how well he's done. Matt also hosted a podcast called By George, From Page to Stage, and chronicles the process behind getting a brand new musical set in a Yorkshire chip shop, from the point where it's been written through auditions, rehearsals, tech week, and right up to the opening of the show. It's a very interesting lesson, and can be found on most major podcast sites. Since leaving the island, Dean Callow has been heavily involved with the Centenary Theatre Company, based in Warrington, and taking part in the two musicals they stage each year. Last year, he played Buddy in their production of Elf the Musical, to rave reviews, and most recently directed their last musical, Nativity, based on the film of the same name. His next performance with the Centenary Theatre Company will be in the ensemble of Phantom of the Opera at the Brindley Theatre in Runcorn from the 14th to the 18th of May. So if you've got a spare few days, get yourself on the boat and get yourself a ticket. I mean, it's great to see all our Manx bread talent doing so well. If there are any other Manxies out there working hard, let me know and I'll give you a mention in a future episode. Make sure you keep up to date with what's going on between episodes by following Manx Theatre Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram and at Manx Theatre Podcast on X. Now, I met up with Lauren and Matt from the Douglas Corps Union a few weeks ago, so here's my chat with them about Evita. Right, down to business. I'm joined in the studio today by performers Matt Creer and Lauren Molyneux, ahead of Douglas Coral Union's upcoming production of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Evita. Matt, Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very Thank much. You. So, like I said, we're here to talk about Evita. So this is mm-hmm. one of Andrew Lloyd Webber's big, spectacular musicals. This, I think if memory serves me right, will be the third time it's been done on the island. I think it was done back in 2002 by Manx Operatic Society and Anthony Williams Productions, then again in 2012 by Telerian Productions. So this is the third time. It's been, well, it's been about 12 years then since the last one, so... Yeah. That's a good. That's a good amount of time, isn't it? People, yeah. people kind of forgotten the previous versions, and now here we come. DCU's Evita. Tell us all about it. So mm. um, we've had Scott St Martin as yep. coming and directed. He did um, Young Frankenstein Young last year, yes. last year, um, and then he's come back to do Evita this year. And he said last year when it was announced that he was directing it that he had some really really cool ideas, oh, and great. he knew exactly what he wanted to do with it, and he had all these visions and everything. And I think it the way that the way that it's been done so far, like the staging and the choreography and and the casting, actually. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be visually something visually else, isn't it? fantastic. Yeah. It sounds amazing. The music so far just sounds. I mean, it's well written, isn't it? But it sounds mm. beautiful. Looking forward to hearing it with the band for the first time. That's going to be epic. But yeah, it's it's really good. Five weeks to go now. So it's, yeah. The the, <laughs> the 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 singing with DCU, I think, because because they have the DCU choir, yeah, and a lot of people in the company sing together all the time, yeah. 
it meant that we we kind of hit the ground running with this and the the chorus sections just sounded really mm. strong from from the first day so yeah it's been really exciting yeah and you're under the guidance again of steve dakin <clears throat> yeah. as, as md yes. which is he's just phenomenal he's brilliant isn't yeah, he? yeah yeah he's meticulous as well yes like, he is yeah it, it, it stuff has to be right and it is right and if, if if it's not, we know about it. Oh yeah, we? you get told. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean there are some some very intricate harmonies in there. I mean, like mm. there, there are some harmonies I could probably sit down and join your rehearsal, having known from like twenty two yeah. years ago. Yeah. It's crazy how just how ingrained they get. I mean, but then I think some of the some of the stuff you think that, like I've listened to Evita for years, and I'm like, oh yeah. And then when you go and you, when we went to that first rehearsal and we started to learn the requiem. It was like, oh no, I it's don't. So I don't know. It's so chromatic. <laughs> I yeah. don't know like, it. Really discordant and, and yeah, it's, really tricky. Everybody has to just sort it, of. It doesn't sound like it should sound nice no, when you it, sing everything separately, and then yeah. when everything comes together, it just sounds uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And there's some some wonderful rhythms and timings in there as well. I mean, like, the, the money keeps rolling in. Yeah, <laughs> we love wow. that one. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> one of that my. One. That's you're not in that the way, Lauren. I'm around. Okay. <laughs> I don't sing in it. Thank God. You don't have to sing in it. In <laughs> I, good... I'm around. I'm in it somewhere. It's, it's in a yeah. wonderful bit of seven eight, isn't it? It's yeah. seven eight, yeah. And it's um, there's a lot of words in that song too. There a lot. Is. I remember yeah. that it was it was a lot of. A lot of interesting work, that one. <laughs> getting, getting that right. It's kept me awake at night, that one. <laughs> so in in the cast then, so we have, Lauren, you are one of two Avers. Yep. So there's yourself and there's Leah Carter. Yep, so we do five shows each. We split straight down the middle, which is a bit of a godsend, actually, now. It's a marathon, that part. Well, mm. it is arguably the biggest female musical theatre role that's ever been written. Yeah, I'd say And so. it's, it's hard work. It's a, it's brilliant. I think like the longest time we're off stage in the whole show is something like three and a half minutes or something like. I, and, and I think I get time, a whole ten, but you yeah, get three. In that yeah. time, there's a full costume change. There's there's wig changes. Is that preparation for the balcony? That's in the interval, thankfully. Oh, right. So we <laughs> get a bit more time for that one. But yeah, it, it's just it's an absolute marathon. <clears throat> and when, as we're starting to do runs and stuff now, we're starting to to build stamina. But I'm really thankful that that there is two of us mm. that we're sharing it because it's it's hard <laughs> it's hard work but Jekyll and Hyde is like that for for, for a man because yeah. if Jekyll's yeah, not on yeah. then Hyde is and there's only literally like two songs in the entire show where one of them isn't on mm. and for one of them you're hiding behind the bed ready to start <laughs> ready to kill one of the one yeah. of the girls so it's like <laughs> I think, just lying on the floor that <gasps> I think there's one musical number that we're not on stage yeah just the one so oh. yeah it's <laughs> so you're it's are you lot. alternating performances then yes yeah so just alternating, straight alternating, five so who, each. So who gets the glory of opening night? That's Leah. Yeah, Leah. so she gets, but then I get the closing. You get the closing night. So, yeah. Brilliant, okay. <laughs> so there's also there's also two mistresses as well, isn't there? We've yes. got Evie Skillicorn and Jade Ward. Yeah, so Jade will be doing the performances with Leah. Right. And Evie will be doing the performances with me. Right, so, so. they're straight down the middle as well. So you've always got the same mistress. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. okay. But Matt, you've got to do them all. I have. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. and Alex <clears throat> Tui is due in Peron. I know, yeah, keeps telling me telling me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually been quite useful having Alex there just to bounce ideas off as well because obviously he played Shay last time. Yes, yes. Um, but yes, yeah, I get to do. I, I, I don't think I'd want to share Shay though. I'm, no, I'm quite enjoying being the only Shay, even though again it is a bit of a marathon. Yeah, because he's always there, isn't he? He's he always. Is. Yeah. If he's not involved, he's watching. Yeah, he's so you're, you're constantly on stage. Well, pretty much constantly. I think I'm off, off stage for about 10 minutes of the whole show. Yeah, um, and that's the interval. But you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's he's great fun 
to play because he's he's sort of all over the place. He's not. Is he there? Is he not there? You know. Yeah. Sometimes the number of times that both you and Leah have had to say to Scott, "Can I see him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he actually there or can not? I look at you know, him? can I interact with yeah. him?" And it's usually no, you can't. No. <laughs> look, I think the only place you really sort of in um, is, is the waltz for Ava. The waltz, yeah. 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 So that's that's the thing. That's really the only bit that. Yeah, we have we a little row really, in Perron's latest flame. We mm. have a little bit oh, of a niggle yeah. in that oh, one. Yeah. But other than that, I'm I'm just the niggling doubt in the ear. I'm the the voice of of Breathing your conscience, down your aren't I? And Keeps scaring the life out of me. That's a fun number, Bronze Latest Flame. Yeah, it is good because we had uh, when we, when I was in it in 2002. Just getting men to march. How, how is how is marching <laughs> in time to music? That's just a strong like it's a boom boom boom. How how is it so hard to march in time? And spotty dogs, you know, same arms, him like just don't stop. It's a tango this time. Ooh. So Bronze Latest Flame. A lot of that stuff, there's, it, they're taking all the men marching out. And yeah. It, it's, yeah more, it's, it's a tango. It's quite clever. Partners tango. Oh, right. Um, it's it based, is. The, it's different. Yeah, I think we're more... This this production is more like the, the Broadway revival, uh-huh. the 2012 Broadway revival. Mm-hmm. So Shay is not Shay Guevara. Shay is just Shay. Right. So I, I'm not wearing military fatigues. Uh-huh. Um, it's all a bit more... It's a little bit like the movie as well. Sort of more like that, mm. but um, so a bit of Andreas, a bit of um, Ricky Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, quite a lot of Ricky Martin because um, I never thought I'd say that <laughs> in my entire life. But well, that's where the dialogue has come from. Isn't it? You've got there's quite a lot of dialogue. Yeah, I've got quite a bit of dialogue that's been taken from that. But that um, leather trousers as well. Yeah, Ricky Martin's great. On <laughs> like the the there's a there's a bootleg on YouTube that somebody's taken on their phone from Broadway and, and he's fantastic. Yeah. And he looks like he's loving every second of it. Yeah, hell um, of a voice, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, never thought I'd say that, but <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, he's he, he's been um, a great source of inspiration <laughs> to, to me. <laughs> what have I become? <laughs> <laughs> Moulded your life on, on Ricky yeah, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, um, so looking elsewhere in the cast, then, um, like I said, we've got Alex Tui then as as Juan Peron. Juan Peron. Juan Peron. It's really hard not to sing that, actually. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a a massive ensemble. I mean, I mean, that's that's it really for for the cast, isn't that's it for the for the main parts? It's just well, got Ian, Ian Dixon as Magaldi oh, cool. as well. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, Ian. How yeah. can I how can I forget Ian? <laughs> He's a fantastic voice. as well. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Just yeah. Could listen to him sing the phone book. <laughs> really good, and he's one of the nicest guys to work with as well. Isn't yeah, he? yeah. I mean, he's in the cast now of Jersey Boys, and just to listen to him, and he's playing. Um, I forget which character is now Nick. Nick, isn't he? So he's playing, but he's got the bass in everything. So the majority of his lyrics throughout the entire show was bum 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 bum. <laughs> he's yeah, he's wonderful. But it's just so smooth. Mm. And, oh, it's been <clears> fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, sorry, yeah, we forgot. We've got uh, Ian as. Magaldi. Augustine, Augustine Magaldi. Magaldi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was played by David Artis the, f- the first time it was in the room. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So there's a, you know, things to aim for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, then, we've got quite quite a large ensemble then filling up yeah, the, the roles of Ava's, yeah. Ava's family, and then there's all of the lovers and yeah. the, the generals. and mm-hmm. Descamisados. Yes. Yeah. Lots of them. <laughs> the, the, the peasants and the... Um, the aristocracy it's all uh, they're all there it's a brilliant brilliant ensemble i mean the dancing the quality of the dancing the choreography is just is fantastic. fantastic yeah i thankfully don't have to do any dancing 
because no one wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got out of that wall. Yeah, wall. yeah. I have to do, us, a, do a very, very <laughs> small bit in the in the walls, but nothing, nothing too stressful. So here's the interesting question: Who's playing Dead Ava? I oh. don't know. You know. I believe there might be a mannequin. Is, it, is there a mannequin? Yeah, I think no. it might I be. was kind of hope. I was secretly hoping that the other one of us would be able to just lie there <laughs> in the cardboard. I don't think they're. Uh... Yeah. Because in the movie, it's a glass coffin, isn't it? Yes, it, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, was kind of I don't think <laughs> it's a glass hoping. coffin. I think it's because I've got to slam the lid on it. So. It's massive. Yeah. They it's really it heavy. Day, it's huge. It's got like eight people to carry the yeah. thing. Wow. Yeah. That's big. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, looking into the into some of the numbers of the show, obviously there's some some great big big set pieces in there. Yeah. Which which would you say is your, is your favourite from the show? I've got lots of yeah. songs, lots. When I started, when we 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 started rehearsing, it was definitely High Flying Adored, just mm-hmm. because it's the kind of the poppiest, yes. most straightforward song. But as time's gone on, it's got to be Money Keeps Rolling In. Yeah. It scared the life out of me top. to start with, but it's yeah. it's just such a fun song. Rainbow Tour as well actually is good mm. fun to to do. It's the for me. I I just enjoy the storytelling songs. I really like that kind of all the words. <laughs> uh, but now now they're sort of in my brain. I'm enjoying them. Whereas yeah. whereas you know three months ago I was just it's like oh how am I ever going to remember all of this? <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then you? it all revolves around you. Then telling the story. As yeah, well, yeah. It? It's so. good. It's good fun. Now, for me, the the best number in the show by far is You Must Love Me. Yes. Um, I, I had that thought just as you were literally just about to say it. I just feel like it's so underrated and it's one of those that people forget about because obviously you've got Don't Cry For Me Argentina mm-hmm. and, and Buenos Aires and all of the other really iconic ones. I think it's one that gets a bit forgotten about, but I think it's the, the first time in the show where you really see the vulnerability mm-hmm. of the character and people actually feel a little bit sorry for her yes yeah. it's where you really see that vulnerable side of her it's heartbreaking really actually and the way that it's been staged not to you know ruin anything but it's it's super simplistic and spoiler alert she dies oh, no, not... <laughs> <laughs> the way that no. i wasn't gonna say that that's that's on you um but yeah the way that it's been staged is really simplistic and yeah. really sort of because that's all it needs because it's such a an emotive and and beautiful number definitely my favorite and it's the one that we sang in the audition as well right so definitely that one for me is the is the the best one and you do sing it beautifully oh thanks yeah it does i'm not going to ask you the 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 question is which one is your favorite of the two avers (laughs) (laughs) they honestly i mean yeah joking aside whichever night people come to watch they are being treated to two of the most extraordinary women Honestly, you guys are, are, they are both. To have two performers who can play that part as well as as they both do in a place with a relatively small population is just mind-blowing. So we are really spoiled to have these two doing this. It's it's really special. I mean, we're proud of ourselves with it as well, I think, because it is so difficult and we've worked really well together in that we've been able to help each other out a little bit and, and we've been quite supportive of each other throughout everything. And what's really nice now is as we're starting to to get into runs and stuff, we're putting our own stamp on the character. So we are there are bits that we're doing totally differently, which yeah. is good because it's, it's our interpretation of the role. Mm. And I think it's important that audiences see that in an actor. 
keeps me on my toes too because yeah. they respond <laughs> differently to me being yeah. horrible to them. Yeah, it must make it interesting then as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're not just churning out the same thing night after night after yeah, night exactly. as well. Yeah, it's good. but it's really interesting from my point of view anyway to see to see like Leah's interpretation and 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 it, it's just it has been really really interesting and we've worked really really well together. Yeah. So it's been a really nice experience actually. It must yeah. be nice sitting there actually and having someone that you can go that worked. That didn't, and you yeah. can go. Ooh, we can what bounce did she do ideas there? That off really each good. other. And I'm going to try that myself. Yeah. We've been a proper little team, and we're a, a bit of a united front. Yeah, as definitely well. are. Yeah, yeah. Like it's we've, really we've, nice. it's been, it's been really refreshing to have that really nice mm. working relationship. Really supportive and lovely. Fantastic. It's been good <laughs> for me too because obviously I, I'm not that experienced in in doing these shows, and and to have these guys who are just giving little notes and advice <laughs> has been really useful. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, don't do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> what was it you said to me? Oh, yeah, because I've got, I've got some, some really high notes in um, in Money. Money Keeps Rolling In. Yeah. I'm channeling the old Jesus Christ superstar. And, and you said after, she, I've just got a note for you. When you sing that note, does it hurt? And I went, no. And she went, well, tell your face that. <laughs> so it's just, you know, nice, nice supportive stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I can picture that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was, to be fair, because I didn't realise I was screwing my face up while I was doing it. So I mean, you started, what, back in August, was it? September. September, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. So auditions were before summer, weren't they? Yeah, June. I think yeah. so. June? Feels like a long time ago now. Yeah. So you've yeah. also then had Sarah Holland as assistant director and yeah. Bryony as the AMD. Yeah. Yes. Putting you through your paces. Yes. I mean, Sarah's Sarah's brilliant. Just like, again, again. Yeah. Oh, she's a tough again. Master. We never believe her anymore when she's like, one more time. I'm one like, more no, time. it's not. No, don't it's last time. Yeah. <laughs> one more no, time. it isn't. It's one only half time. nine. It's not one more time. We'll be here till half ten. <laughs> we, uh, I remember many years ago, did Hello Dolly mm. with the Manx Operatic Society. This is like 2003, I think it was. And in the show there's a number called before the parade passes by and the last 16 20 bars was just this really elaborate sort of semaphore type <laughs> maneuver and it was like one more time one more time until we get everyone to get it right and then matt james would get it wrong and it's one more time for matt <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, again if you do if you do it good then you, we don't have to do it we have to do it once yeah yeah there's been a lot of that because there's a huge amount of choreography in this show yeah um I just stand there and watch. Which really is, I mean, Sarah, Sarah says that if you do it really good, we'll do it once. You should go brilliant. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, she's now got the excuse of we'll do it one more time so the other Ava can have a go. Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, that's the that's the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lauren, how did you get started then? What was it that first got you into the into the theatre? Oh gosh, so I danced from when I was a baby. So when I was like three, I, I went to to baby ballet and and so so I'm not from the Isle of Man. I'm from St Helens. Right. In Merseyside, so um, I grew up and did a lot of my training and stuff there. So I danced from when I was little, and that obviously got me interested in performing and being on stage. But then when I went to secondary school, I sort of I found a bit of a singing voice somewhere, and I auditioned for our school used to do a Stars in Their Eyes competition. Yeah, and I auditioned for that as Avril Lavigne because. I wanted to be Avril Lavigne. I think Skate every boy. teenage girl in 2005 wanted to be Avril Lavigne. And it was. I did sing Skater Boy. <laughs> and um, one of my music teacher sort of pulled me and was like, you've got some potential. And then I, they gave me singing lessons. So I had singing lessons all the way through secondary school and Great. then got involved in the school productions and stuff. We had a really good performing arts department at my school. So it was from there, really. And then I went on and did my degree in musical theatre and my master's degree in musical theatre. And you studied at Mountview? Yeah, so I did my degree, my undergrad degree at Colchester Institute. Right. 
and yeah so i spent three years there and then i went to mount view for a year and did my master's Lovely. at mount view for the one year yeah 2015 and now you're a drama teacher at balakameen i am yes i'm oh, so my fifth year now um, i did always want to teach it was always something that I, I saw myself doing eventually yeah and then when i graduated from my teacher training there were no jobs where i lived yeah and it was adrienne Burnett who she used to go teacher shopping i think <laughs> at the universities and she came over to to john moore's where i was doing my training and she kind of sold the dream and, and talked about teaching on the island and teaching at Baller. and then i arranged a chat with her she offered me an interview and yeah so i've been in here over here since 2019 and it was one of my just colleagues in time for lockdown. yeah just literally <laughs> just in time for lockdown couldn't think of a nicer place to be locked down to oh, be yeah. fair but it was one of my colleagues at work who'd said when i said i was into theater and stuff she was like oh you should get involved in the theater here the theater scene here is really really good you should get involved and once i got my first year of teaching out of the way i thought well i'll audition for something and shrek was the the first one that, that sort of popped up so i went and auditioned for that and it blew my mind how good everybody was yeah like I turned, I, I had yep. no idea what to expect. I hadn't been to see a show over yeah. here because it had been COVID and lockdown, and there hadn't really been any. Yeah. So yeah, I hadn't I think seen DCU, anything. DCU just managed to squeak in Sound of Music just, just before, before lockdown. Yeah, but I didn't and see that. Ghost, unfortunately, was was due to happen yeah. the week that we locked down, and but I never saw it. And and then I, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know anybody at all at the auditions. Yeah. And I turned up, and I was, yeah, blew my mind how good everybody was. It was it was brilliant not used to it at all so straight away i was like this is going to be good yeah this is going to be good and wasn't expecting to be to be to be given the understudy fiona that was like a, a big surprise yeah no i i saw movie. you <laughs> i saw you uh in in trek and i didn't realize it was you i thought that the makeup makes dandy look really different doesn't it and it wasn't until we were like halfway through they mentioned it to my wife yeah. and she went that's because it's not dandy it's lauren and I'm like, <laughs> really oh all right okay <laughs> Yeah, no, that was yeah. a goth. such a good show. It was, it was lovely. I was playing in the orchestra for that one, and it was it was the first show after lockdown. It was the yeah. first the, the theatre mm. opened. It was a perfect show for for that as well. I think because it was so such fun a, and so yeah, yeah, really really Feel heartwarming, good. yeah, and bright and colourful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it and, was brilliant. Yeah, and that's the first time I'd heard you sing because we were working together at the time. We were, yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. So what was what was the first part that you played then? Whether it's at high school or. Uh, the first musical I was ever in, I was 10 and I was one of the children in The King and I. Oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> in St. Helens. So that would have been 2003. Yeah. So that was the first musical I was ever in. But the first proper part I think I had was I did Eponine and Les Mis at school. That was oh, a right. school thing. And that was the first sort of like lead role yeah. that I had. Um, once I'd had a few like singing lessons and stuff but I've not really had many I think all the way through my training and stuff I was always because I was always a dancer yeah all the way through union that I was always ensemble dance captain because that was that was where yeah I kind of sat it's only now that I'm getting I'm starting to do lead roles and stuff yeah. it's it's really fun it's, it's different it's exciting so Matt you're I would almost say strengths because <laughs> that sounds a bit mean but your <laughs> your sort of your preference rather is is the, the music and, and and in the pit, but uh... yeah, my I I come from a I studied at music college. I studied trumpet, so um, my background is orchestral and brass bands and and all of that. And I I had a similar experience though when when I moved to the island in two thousand and one. I'd been freelance trumpet playing in London after after music college, yeah. and 
had done quite a lot of regional theatre gigs and you turn up to somewhere you'd never heard of to do Billy Liar or West Side Story or, you know... <laughs> Proper sort of church. Oh, blimey. Yeah. And, and you sit through it and you think, wow, OK. And then, <laughs> yeah, I got the first the first opportunity I got to play here, I think, I, I, I sat, I stood in for Paul Hamilton in Wizard of Oz. Right. And that was my first experience of, of Manx Theatre. Was it Taylorian? It was the same... Yeah, it was it was a, a good while ago now, and um, it was the same thing. It was it was just oh, crikey, these guys are amazing. <laughs> this is not this is not my experience of amateur theatre. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is just it, you know it it gets says a lot, but we we really are just so lucky here. But the quality, yeah, it was the same same with me. I was just like wow. Mm. So um, any opportunity to play in the pit, I'm I'm there. Like yes, please. Yeah, and you've you've. You've sung in bands and things over the years as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I've sort of came to singing a bit later in life. Yeah. Um, when I was sort of, you know, writing my own songs and needed somebody to sing them, so I, I did. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, but, but I hadn't, I hadn't sort of gone through the the, the musical theatre route prior to Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. So you know, just just you know, no real you know experience on stage, then comes on auditions for the first show and gets Jesus and Jesus Christ yeah. Superstar. I mean, just. <laughs> So that's a good place to start, isn't it? Yeah, well, ease yourself in gently. I think that well, that was the thing because because I was approached for that show. Yeah, um, and I think what had happened was they they were struggling to to cast it because it it does require a very specific and fairly pointless set of skills vocally, and and a lot of men that show actually. So, yeah, yeah, a lot. And we already had a lot of men. And at the time, I I looked like Jesus, and I think that was the thing, like he looks like Jesus, he'll do. He'll do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He can sing and looks like Jesus. That's our man. Exactly. <laughs> and that was what an experience that show was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Where do you go from there, really? I was. And then this this came up, and I thought, oh, yeah, I do fancy having a crack at uh, at Shay. So, yeah, thankfully I got the part, and I'm loving it. Brilliant. What's that? Nine years later, then. So, <laughs> uh, it was about 2015, seven, I think it was. Was it 2016? So it'll be eight. Years was it? Eight years. Eight years so, when we, yeah, yeah. Wow. So what we're looking at? What twenty thirty two for the <laughs> next one? <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's a Sweeney Todd in twenty thirty two. Hit that triple, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's pointless asking you what's been your favourite role because there's only two to choose from. But I think Shay. Yeah. Partly because my costume's a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Um, there's probably more, more to do as because obviously Jesus Christ Superstar really is Judas's story, isn't oh, it? Oh, definitely, yeah. There's so much more meat in there for I, Judas than Jesus. So. Yeah, I, I, I've got so much more to do in Evita, yeah. and he's just—I mean, Jesus. Obviously, it's an iconic role, but but he really he he's fairly two-dimensional in terms of yeah. of he's either sad or he's angry. Yes, that's <laughs> sort of it through that the whole show or, or dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, whereas Shay. Shay's a challenge mm. because half the time you don't know what he's supposed to be yeah. on stage at that moment. But he's, yeah, he, he kind of revels in winding people up. And Do you mix in, in and out of all the, sort of the cast and the ensemble as well? And just he's, sort of... Yeah, he's like a little chaos goblin. He's, he's like a waiter and stuff at times, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, and just like... winding Magaldi yeah. up and, and just, it's yeah, it's good fun and it's it's a completely different sort of role. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's the it's the Judas equivalent. He's, he's the narrator as well. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah, a lot more to do. So I I would say sorry, Jesus, but um, <laughs> sorry, but Jesus. yeah, I think Shay Shay's more fun. Yeah, yeah. And I he keeps his clothes on as well, which is great. Don't get covered in blood. No, no. no. <laughs> Lauren, how about you? What's the what's the favourite role that you've played? The most interesting one that I've done, and it's totally different to anything I've ever done before and probably ever will do, was playing one of the saints in Hunchback. Oh, right, yes. That was ridiculous. Because <laughs> I think when, when they phoned and said, we want you to be one of the saints, I thought, oh, okay. Okay, great. That'll be different. And in the first rehearsal... Uh, it was with Sarah and she took us into the kitchen we were at Lock Prom Church and she took all six of us into the kitchen and she went right pick a spot stare at the wall stand still five minutes go and it was the hardest thing yeah we were all after like a minute and a half all of us except for Andy were sweating like it was dead hard but that, that was yeah it was really it's really hard and then you're like licking your lip and you're like it's really difficult you get an itch yeah yeah you do you invent itches as well yeah. like you're suddenly like what if my leg itches and then your leg starts itching and you're like but it's um, it was yeah that was really really good and it looked really effective when we watched it back yeah um and with the lighting and the costumes and the makeup and and everything that we had that yeah. was grey makeup that looked like Marvel yeah it looked yeah. amazing like Fantastic. the the makeup team and the way that I mean they're always sensational oh, yeah. yeah and it's what makes the production sometimes is the costume and the makeup and, and all that and I think with especially with the saints that's what made it and it made it so effective. It was just that that was such an interesting, different role to be able to do and to sing in six part harmony and to sing the beautiful songs. It was, oh, that was just a beautiful show to be a part of. I remember going to to watch Hunchback and just being taken aback by the wall of sound Mm. that came at you from from the choir and, and just, oh, just amazing. I was in the pit for that one as well. And that's probably my favorite to play in the band for because yeah. it was so orchestral it was it's up there with Les Mis in terms mm. of, of how epic the music was that sits probe when we were in and it, we do him in the Balakameen canteen and the acoustics in there are like spot on yeah and uh, it's just that opening <sighs> the bells yeah. of Notre Dame as soon as that started that drum at the beginning I was like oh goosebumps it yeah. was amazing and hellfire <gasps> hellfire <laughs> <laughs> so good so good yeah it was that was an amazing show Sits probe is one of my favourite parts of the of the whole yeah, whole, whole thing, and I remember sitting there the first time we had like the full band for Jesus Christ Superstar and get those guitars going, just goosebumps and the hair stand up your. It's when it really starts to feel real as well, isn't it? When you get everything starts to come together at that point. Also, as well, the thing I always really love about Sits probe is that you suddenly find that the violin or something is playing that line that you've always had trouble with. Yes, there it is. I can hear it, and that's. <laughs> so that finally clicks into place then. Yeah, there's gonna be a few of those for me, I think. <laughs> yeah, just play that loudly, please. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast with Neil Callan. Okay. What would be the dream role that we'd love to play? What's what's the top of that bucket list? Well I had two. One of them is this. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a, a big tick. tick. Um the other one uh is something I've always wanted to do, which is Fanny Brace and Funny Girl. Oh, it funny. just I that I feel like that would just be so fun and silly mm. and ridiculous to do. But it's a character with so much depth as well as like all the fun and the daft stuff. I just think it would be so much fun to do. Yeah. So yeah, that's mine. How about you, Matt? I s Valjean. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I again I played in the orchestra for the for the, the most recent Les Mis and I was torn because the trumpet parts in that are wonderful. But equally I, I was thinking, Oh, I would have 
maybe I should have auditioned for that <laughs> one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm up against Jonathan Slight for that, and I think no, he he was phenomenal, and and Alex, mm. they were both both brilliant. Yeah, I'd love to have a crack at Javert at some point. Mm. Judas as well, actually. Yeah, I think <laughs> if if Superstar was on again and I wasn't too old, I'd. I'd I just want to be able to sing Heaven on Their Minds, really. Well, don't we all? Don't yeah, we all? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's, here's an interesting one for you then. So what's the funniest or the strangest thing that's happened on stage that you may or may not have been able to get away with that the audience picking up on? I don't know. You've probably got more experience with this than me. Well, I mean, it's just like little things. and Nothing really massive. It's just little things, you know, yeah. when you're like corpse and stuff and things make you laugh <clears> and you've got to try not... Or having a coughing fit or... I mean, it's just little things, I suppose. Nothing I had my really head major. mic ripped off my head in <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar during the flogging scene, and then I had to I have to whisper to uh, it was Mike Bonner yes. as, as pilot, and and I, I was sort of trying, almost having to kiss him to get to his mic <laughs> yeah. to try and use his mic, and the crown of thorns fell around my neck like a like a necklace on one night as well. But that's I mean I have. Lots, there's lots of stuff goes on in the pit that you don't see. There's practical jokes get played. And, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I um, sweets get swept around. Well, it was actually it was in it was in Hunchback because I I play. It's, I'm gonna get a little bit geeky about brass instruments now, but um, I play soprano cornet in a brass band, and they are in a different key to yeah. B flat trumpets, which are in orchestras. And we were away to Blackpool to compete, so I played the whole of Hunchback on an E flat trumpet, but because I'm getting older and I don't really do transposition on site anymore. I'd written it all out, so yeah. I had it anyway. A certain MD for that show decided it'd be hilarious in the interval to turn all my music for the second half upside down. <laughs> so I opened it up to start the second half and all my music was upside down. So yeah, thank you, Steve. <laughs> it was that Mr. Dakin. <laughs> yes, it was, yes. <laughs> and that's not the worst thing he's done to anybody in the pit either, but I'm, I'll let him tell you that. I remember a hunchback, he had the little uh, little spoons... With the happy and the sad face. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he was holding up to the camera. <laughs> I clucked that because I was like, I'm yeah. row C or D, and I'm like, what was on those spoons? Like, you weren't supposed to see those spoons. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's going to uh, bring the spoons back for uh, for Evita. He hasn't got time. He hasn't got time. Oh, no. Because oh. there's no dialogue in Evita. Well, no, no, it's largely uh, set through, it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and the music is relentless. Yeah. So it's, it's a huge... It's a huge job for him and for the band. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll just have one big spoon for the end. A big happy spoon and a big sad spoon for the end of the show. Yeah. Obviously he's <laughs> going to get a lot of use out of the happy spoon and not a lot out of the sad spoon. Absolutely. Obviously, yes. Unless yeah. he's just sad that you know she's died. So, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking about you said about, about corpsing and stuff like that. So back in 2004 we did the summer season with Rocky Horror in Greece. And the guys in the band were throwing up ridiculous things every night. So there's there's a line where, um, oh, what's the doctor, uh, Doctor von von Braun? He says they goes, you see, Eddie happens to be, and the 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 band would shout up a midget, a transvestite, a, you know, they just throw a donkey, just you know, random things every night because they were getting told off every night for corpsing and laughing, and I was getting told off the most. I'm like, I'm in a pair of pants, and that is it. Everyone else has got other clothes over the top, so they can't see the fact that they're laughing. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. The more you're wearing, the more you get away with these kind of things, unfortunately. Yeah. Ooh, costumes then. Mm. What's the what's the best and worst costumes that you've ever had to wear? Oh, my favourite one. Again, going back to Shrek. So 
I was ensemble when I... So I was Fiona for two shows and then I was ensemble for the rest of the shows. But on the last night, because the show was supposed to be in February and then there was loads of lockdowns and Mm -hmm. they delayed it until May, the new show dates, Alice Quayle, who was playing Dragon, couldn't make the last night because she had other things, other commitments. Uh, So I got to do Dragon on the last night as well, which was great. But that costume... That costume. It's like if you ever have put something on and feel like a powerful woman, it's that costume. It was amazing. It was, and Jude went to town on the makeup and the wig. Oh, it was amazing. I didn't want to take it off, and I was only only got to wear it for one song. But yeah, have you ever put any costumes on Matt and felt like a powerful woman? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I only have the two to to, borrow that costume. Yeah. So the worst costume was definitely the loincloth, yes. um, which had to have a climbing harness underneath it yes, because it I had to be clipped to a, a, a cross that was suspended about 15 feet above the stage. Yeah. And that, yeah, just, I mean, uh, you, you were talking about Rocky Horror yeah. um, and being, in, oh, sorry, no. Yeah, yeah, Rocky, yeah, Rocky Horror, Horror in, yeah. your, in your pants yeah. um, in front of 800 people. Yeah, yeah no carbs for me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really pleased that Shay is dressed as a, as a waiter for the entire show. I don't have on. a costume change. I think I have yeah. to take a jacket and a hat off Lucky at you. one point, and that's me. But you've got <laughs> some really nasty ones, haven't you? A wig costume changes, wig changes. You've got like a 28-second wig change or something. Something like that. We're getting changed three times on stage Yeah. Um, because there is no time <laughs> yep. to leave the stage to get changed, so we're literally singing a song and Behind having the... people right. dressing us. At Rainbow High. There's, there's that. Rainbow that High, matter, yes. money, yeah. There's there's a, there's three yeah three times high flying adored high flying well. adored yeah we're yeah. on stage getting getting changed oh it's mad mental just thinking back to the, the first couple of shows that I did so I did Hot Mikado in '99 with Max Operati it was the first show that I did there and that show was was great one costume the whole way through and that was it mm-hmm. the following year we did chess I had sixteen or eighteen changes oh, in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and the, the the quickest one was something like forty five seconds, whilst they sang him to chess, and had to go around and change from one full sort of suit, trousers, waistcoat, tie, hat, jacket, shoes, to a completely different set of like sparkly silver trousers and and a, and a, and a wing collar shirt with a different bow tie and a different jacket. So there was no underdressing or anything like that. Nope. You, you couldn't sort of go right. I can half dress that and then just whip those things off and then you know mm. the first couple of nights through through tech and you're literally just making it on stage whilst still dressing yourself and then by the end of the week you're like just put my cuffs out my collar out and let's go <laughs> i think that's another reason why the saints was one of my favorite roles because it was like we'd be on stage in each act we had a good 15 20 minutes of being off stage and we didn't have to change so that would be going back stage eating some percy pigs <laughs> having a gossip Playing top your hands. lips up and off your pop I like, just remember the end of Superstar as well I don't know if, if you remember this where they did a body swap as I've come off the cross yeah. they put me on the floor and the, the ensemble surround me Yeah, and then I duck off stage and then they, they swaddle Dom- they swaddled Dominic oh yeah um, but the audience can't see it yeah. meanwhile I've gone out down the side of the, the theatre sprinted the yes. full length of the building to then still covered in blood to be put into this crisp white yeah uh, resurrection gown to then walk up the middle of the the, yeah. the theatre I forgot um, about I think yeah. I was finished by then that was that was um yeah, as, as the priests, as the priests, we just kind of like done our bit. Yeah, yeah he's been it. crucified. Late as we're off the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there was no bows either, was there? No, no. So no literally, bows. literally, was that was it? Once that crucifixion was done, we were finished. Yeah, we were back up the dressing rooms, 
changed and, and the curtain's coming down and we're at the door. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. Is there a new show with the part in it that you would love to play, but you can't because you're sadly just a little bit too old now? Something just popped into my head, actually, mm. now. Because there's a, a Mean Girls musical now. Yes, there, there is. And I think, again, everyone my age grew up watching Mean Girls. And I don't think this part would ever be in my wheelhouse anyway. But Regina George, Mean Girls, just the chance to be really horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like a really horrible... Like, that. that's what's always fun to play, isn't it? Yes, because there was the film and then there was the musical. And now and this year's coming out is the musical of the film. Yeah, yeah. Well, the film wow. of the musical, rather, yeah. So Regina George, okay. Mm. On Wednesdays we were, I think. Something <laughs> yeah. like that, anyway. Yeah. Matt? Well, I'm 48, so I'm pretty much too old for everything now. I don't know. No. 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm, yeah, my, my knowledge of new um, shows is sadly uh, lacking. But, yeah, like I say, I mean, I, I think, yeah, if there's any roles come up in the future, they will be for the for the older parts, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sort of clinging on at the moment. Okay, so we're all the wrong side of 40 these days. <laughs> yeah. <so>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're into, into the parent roles now. Isn't yeah. <laughs> Uh, it comes comes to the best of us, I suppose. <laughs> okay, well, with that in mind, then, if you're not, not quite so up on the, the newer shows, is there an older show that hasn't been done for a long time that you might like to see brought back? Because there are a few yeah. sort of, there are a few shows that are coming out and right now that are like, you know, mm. really good old, old fashioned shows yeah. that have been given a real modern spin to them and, and brought up to date, like Cabaret, Cabaret in, in London and Guys and Dolls. I've heard that's incredible. Both of those shows. Mm, Guys yeah. and Dolls is, is by far one of the most amazing shows I think I've ever, wow. I've ever seen. It's it's up there with producers for me, just especially with that standing ticket being in on the floor and, and experiencing yeah. it all down there. It's just a phenomenal experience. I don't know. I love all the old fashions. I love anything Rogers and Hammerstein. Um and especially stuff like where you've got Carousel in Oklahoma and they've got the big dream ballet sequences. Mm. Anything like that, because when when West Side Story was done again recently, yeah. like they managed really well to to keep it to keep true to the plot and to the the story and everything but they modernized it just as much as it needed to be yeah for it to still be effective and for it to still all sort of make sense and still be the same and it would be great if they could do something like that with like carousel or oklahoma or something but keep yeah the dream ballets as they were and keep it that would be really cool i saw i was very fortunate enough about 12 13 years ago to see west side story in New York. Wow. wow. So on Manhattan watching these gangs and and the two gangs, the Jets and the Sharks, they were all the right age. They were all sort of between 17 and 22 really. That was that probably age. And the Sharks were all Latinos, so they were all proper Puerto Ricans. They weren't just white guys with a heavy yeah. spray tan. They were proper ethnic, you know, the, the proper the proper ethnicities for, for for the roles. And then at various points throughout the show, they just change the lyrics into Spanish. Mm-hmm. So there'd be a, 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 a verse in the middle of I Feel Pretty that was in Spanish. and you know, But anything that was important and plot-driven, mm-hmm. English, but then they would just drift off into Spanish in those Fantastic. little places. And it was just, oh, just the experience was amazing. I saw it in um, Manchester. It was at the Royal, there was a production at the Royal Exchange a few years back, and it was like really minimalist. It was literally just some scaffolding. Yeah, That was all they had mm-hmm. as part of their set. But it worked so well, and I think some shows you don't need all the bells and whistles and no. massive set. Like that's all that it that's all that it needed, and that they, it kind of spoke for itself. Mm. It's like this this revival of Sunset Boulevard in London at the moment. There is no set. There's just a giant sort of screen at the back of the stage, and mm. it's very I mean. 
very marmite with some people some people absolutely love it and other people are like i just don't get it yeah you mentioned west side story i, I mean from from a, a orchestral trumpet player's point of view that that is the ultimate yeah. show that is one of the hardest things i've ever played um i'd love to do that again yeah um it's the music is just extraordinary what's the favorite show that you've played in here on the yeah. island? well here or, uh, or anyway i think it's it, it's a close one between hunchback and les mis yeah just from a personal point of view in terms of the music i think hunchback's got it yeah just is that be, because it was be more challenging more. or was just it was just it was epic yeah that, like you said, that wall of sound was just such a privilege to be part of mm. and you did feel like you were you were sort of riding this wave of sound yeah, that it'd be be Hunchback or Les Mis, just because the music is is really orchestral and yeah. rich and being you've got big band, staring, yeah, mm. yeah, and plenty to do as well. You yeah, know. I mean, there's that old adage, you know, that when you're doing a show, you become a big big family because you know, for the majority of the cast, you're rehearsing two, three times a week mm. for yeah. four, five, six months in the run up to that show. But do you get the same atmosphere down, down in the pit? Then I mean, you look in the pit, and it's largely the same people every show. So it's it's like everyone's back again yeah it's lovely it's great for me because no, it, invariably i'm i'm sat next to jack who played judas <laughs> we both play the trumpet and i mean yeah. how many places in the world have you got two trumpet players who were jesus and judas and then when they're not on stage playing yeah in the pit it's i, I love that so and jack's a lot of fun jack so, and you'll miss that a bit this time around I won't have time to miss well, it. Yeah, I think yeah. I'll be, be. No, I'm looking forward to being back on stage. And, and I'm, I'm surprised Scott hasn't found a way to get you to play on whilst on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it'd be quite funny, wouldn't it, if if Shay was up at the back on the balcony just joining just in on Buenos Aires. Next, next, next rehearsal with Scott, and he's going, "I've had an idea." <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Now, this this one always sort of gives us a has a real sort of mixed reaction and this is our gender swap question mm-hmm. so if you could play any part of the opposite gender what would it be you've already said mine before i've always fancied giving javert a go yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's the part so sassy yeah and like yeah and it's that bass it's that that bassy yeah quality of all of the songs and stars is just one of my favorite songs ever yeah i think i love it i i'm gonna stick with the same show actually and um eponine because She's got the beauty, the most beautiful song in the whole show, I think. So yeah, why not? Yeah, and Eponine's Eponine's a bit more interesting than than Cosette as well. Oh, isn't definitely, it? yeah. Because she's got all the she's mixed in with the Tenardiers and it's all mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get a nice death as well. Yeah, yeah. You like a death. I like a good death. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think we're nearly there. So the the last bit for us then really is um, is the Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. So back in 2020, as we came out of lockdown, uh, Neil King and I we came up with uh, our musical theatre playlist. And the idea is for to, for us to come up with what we feel would be the ultimate musical theatre playlist so Neil and I started with 10 songs each to get it going because no one wants to listen to a playlist with two songs because that's really <laughs> quick true. and it's not really a list <laughs> then every person who's come on to the podcast since then has added their own song now these songs are all songs that either mean something special to us they're songs that we've sung or the songs that have come from shows that we've been in let's have a quick look at the list and see what we can get so some <laughs> highlights so we've got so bethany mcgee chose the i love you song from the 25th annual putnam spelling bee dandy dancox chose what baking can do from the waitress jonathan slight chose damned for all time from jesus christ superstar 
And I think that he specified that that was the one from the 1978 movie as well. I like oh. that. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I'd have, I'd have my because I've noticed there's Gethsemane and um, Heaven on Their Minds as well. And yeah. I, I know which versions and who would be singing it for me as well on those. So. And, and most importantly from this list, Ailish Creer chose <laughs> Top of the World from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes, that's yeah. a solid choice. She nicked that one from me. <laughs> so, guys, what song would you like and why? So when I was at school, we did a production of Parade, Jason Robert Brown, yep. which is not a very well-known one. And again, super underrated. And it's got some beautiful, beautiful emotional songs in it. And I could have picked any song from that show. It's my favourite show, always has been. But the opening number of that show is called The Old Red Hills of Home. And it's just just makes me feel great every time i listen to it it's just that opening it's just it's brilliant so that would be mine brilliant see this is what i love this is what i love about this little section is that you know, people bring up shows that i've either never listened to or haven't listened to for a long long time mm. and it makes me go back in there and then listen to those then like when i was sort of doing some research for this the other day i uh then had to put Avita on whilst i was listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, i love their songs <laughs> uh, matt what's your song so um i'm going for one from hamilton because that um that got me through lockdown when when Disney just released it. Disney Plus. Oh, Hamilton was the first thing we all watched, wasn't so it? Thank you so much, but yeah, <laughs> Disney. Uh, Skylar Sisters. It's Marvelous. just such a tune, and that particular, you know, the the the, the production on Disney Plus, and they're they're walking on the the rotating stage, yes, and it's the revolve, oh, yeah. it's so cool. So yeah, that for me, and that cast are are exceptional, just amazing. And- it's it's an amazing performance as well, and it's one of those things that every time you watch it, you see something new as yeah. well. I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't like to put a number on how many times I think I've watched it. I mean, if there was a way of seeing the the data in, in the back of Disney Plus, it'd probably like you know looking over thirty times I think I've watched it now. But yeah, listen, still every time I watch, it, I'm still seeing something new in the background or someone yeah. up on the balconies above. And, it's an absolute tune, brilliant. Yeah, right. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Vita then is playing at the Gaiety Theatre from the 9th to the 17th of February with nightly performances at 7.30. There's a 2.30 matinee only on Sunday the 11th and we've got both evening and matinee performances on Saturday the 10th and the 17th. If you've not done so already, make sure you get your tickets from villagaiety.com or by calling 600 555. And I would say be quick about it because they're probably selling out quick. They're doing all right. Yeah, mm, they're they doing are, pretty well yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Well. yeah, faster than than sort of average, I believe. Yeah, um, I mean, I've, no, I've noticed this actually over the, over the yeah. last year. Actually, ticket pre-sales really mm. have started started to pick up well, which is which is good because yes. for, yeah. for for a long long time you're sitting there like two weeks before and going, we've actually sold like ten tickets on. <laughs> but it's People book last minute though, don't they? they do. Yes, yeah. yeah. And Manx audiences are are, are bad for like, let's. Let's see who someone else go first. Yeah. And tell me what they think of it, and then I'll buy. And then it. we'll all come on the last night, and, the <laughs> and then we'll all complain the that we yeah. can't get tickets yeah, because it's it. sold out early on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right then. Um, well, Matt, Lauren, thank you very much for coming to chat to me on the podcast. Thank and wish you, you thank and you all Douglas Coral Union all the very best with the Vita, and we'll see you again soon. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You're listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Coming up in the next couple of months, we have Stage Door Entertainment with Steel Magnolias at the Balakameen Studio Theatre from the 14th to the 17th of March. The Studio Theatre is also continuing its National Theatre live screenings with Vanya, starring Andrew Scott, playing every part. The Motive and the Cue with Mark Gatiss as John Gilgood and Johnny Flynn as Richard Burton. And Nye, starring Michael Sheen as Anaren Nye Bevan between now and April. Hot on the heels of Steel Magnolias, the Manx Operatic Society present Oliver at the Gaiety Theatre from the 16th to the 23rd of March. 
and I'll be chatting to a few members of the cast in an upcoming episode. The Mad for Easter Festival of Plays runs at the Gaiety Theatre from the 30th of March to the 4th of April, and will once again comprise both the full-length and one-act plays. Then it's the summer. We've got Two Feathers in July with Jersey Boys, and Taylorian in August with We Will Rock You. The auditions for We Will Rock You happened this weekend. However, at the point of recording, no cast list has yet been published. But I'll be sure to share it with you when it is. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to talk to some of those on the podcast closer to the time. Well, with that, we bring episode 51 to a close. Thanks once again to Matt and Lauren for joining me on the podcast. We wish them and everyone involved with the DCU's production of Evita all the very best. Remember to go and book your tickets by visiting the Villa Gaty box office, the Welcome Centre, villagaty.com, or by calling 600-555. If you've not got your tickets yet, what are you doing? They're selling out fast, so don't leave it too late. Make sure you like and follow our social media pages to get notifications of upcoming episodes and events. And don't forget to check out the Spotify playlist by searching for Manx Theatre Podcast. And that's all one word. There's almost 90 tracks on there now and over six hours of show tunes to satisfy your musical theatre needs. If you have any events that you'd like to talk about or promote in a future episode, you can contact me through the social media accounts or by email to manxtheatrepodcast at gmail.com. Well... All that remains is to say thanks for listening, and I hope you join me again next time. I've been Neil Callan, and you've been listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Goodbye. The Manx Theatre Podcast, taking a look behind the scenes of Manx Theatre. Men actors alive for me.